The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. What's good, Hawk fans? Hello and welcome back to Hoop Ball Hawks, the show here on the Hoop Ball Network that is taking flight. Where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Thursday, July 30th, right after the NBA draft. And before I get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to my friend. Allen, Will Harris here on the Hoop Ball Network. They did a live draft show, and you can check that on YouTube. So go through my Twitter feed. I did retweet it a couple times. Check it out. Your boy was on there covering the Hawks pick, and as well as picks 20 through 30 with some of my other esteemed colleagues here at Hoop Ball. I want to give them a shout-out. Corbin, doing great things. Jill, Wonderful, wonderful human being holding it down. Uh, one of the most loyal Sacramento Kings fans out there. And I know it's been tough and it was a head scratcher tonight in the draft as well. But love the work you do, Jill. Uh, my boy David and Isaac at Hoopball Grizz doing their thing. And Harry, who is not on social media, but did the graphics. So great production, great ideas from the network. So I want to give all of them a shout out. It was just a blessing to be a part of that. But it was a blessing to get my live reaction. If you want to see, we want to see your face. Remember from a Chappelle show. But if you want to see my face in my reaction to the Jalen Johnson drafting, which I'm going to talk about here on Hoop Ball Hawks, this will be a draft reaction show. And we'll talk a little bit about the Cam Reddish rumors on this episode. We're going to get into all of that after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, Turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HoopBall to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this is your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit 
match bonus and try to score some in the words of future like i said earlier free band free band all right and we are back and as i said we're going to talk about draft picks and first before we get into the draft picks we will address the elephant in the room i guess and that is reports coming out today through the athletic that the hawks and it's been coming out for the last few days leaking out but the hawks apparently were shopping Cam Reddish at the trade deadline last year and were shopping him leading up to the NBA draft as well to see if they can maybe package him with the 20th pick and move up in the draft. Obviously, after the draft, that did not happen. There was a lot of things that did happen. There was a lot of movement in the draft. Uh, once after, what, pick seven, eight, there was some draft movement going on. Probably nine is when the draft movement started happening last, uh, last night or tonight, wherever you're listening to this podcast. But Cam Reddish is still an Atlanta Hawk. And I know there was reports that Ben Simmons could have moved and others, but none of those type of trades, only the typical draft night pick swapping trades happen outside of those that happened going into the draft. And there were some rumblings and uh, picks Obviously, the Knicks made trades. Charlotte made trades. A lot of teams made trades, but the Hawks stayed put at 20 and got a really wonderful player in Jalen Johnson. I'm really excited. He, I didn't cover him. I didn't think he was going to fall down to us. I saw some mock drafts have us take Jalen Johnson, but me personally, I was like, even though he only had a small sample size at Duke, only played 13 games before Duke stopped their season uh, this past year. Didn't think he was going to fall down to 20. I didn't think so. And as I obviously jump ahead to talking about what this Jalen Johnson pick could do for the Hawks. Again, Cam Reddish is still an Atlanta Hawk. I was not surprised to hear reports that we were shopping Cam Reddish. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. Outside of the upside that Cam Reddish has. And he has a lot of upside. He does. He's shown flashes. He's not consistent. Hasn't been available as far as health is a concern for the Atlanta Hawks, really, in his first two years. I mean, he came into his rookie year with a shoulder problem that was lingering from Duke. Took him a minute to get in rhythm with his jump shot. And then he started the year, had an ankle issue early in this season. In and out the lineup, had some moments, but was really inconsistent. And then, boom, he gets hurt. So, and my college coach always says you got to be available in order to be, you know, the most beneficial for your team, the beneficial for yourself as far as a player who wants to get playing time, more playing time, or significant more significant role on the team. You have to be available. And unfortunately, Cam Reddish has not been available. In his early career. And no, I'm not giving up on him at all. But if teams come knocking and asking about Cam Reddish, I would be a fool not to listen. At the end of the day, this is a business. And we are business men and women. So I, like I said, I don't think we should have traded him. And I'm glad we are holding on to Cam Reddish. But because me personally... I like to give young players 
three years. In three years, you kind of are who you are. So this next year will be huge for Cam Reddish. He needs to be healthy. He needs to be available. And he needs to work on offensive IQ, in my opinion, you know, shot selection. Because a lot of times he just seems rushed. He may not get as many touches, and he feels pressed to do something. And for me, what I want to see from Cam Reddish, score at three levels. You can do it. Get to the cup, get fouled, get to the free throw line. Get your shot going from the free throw line and then take those threes. I feel like he doesn't really get an opportunity to get into rhythm, but he doesn't do himself a favor at times with his shot selection to help him get into rhythm. So those are the things, growth and maturation that I want to see in Cam Reddish. And ultimately, there was no deal out there that made the Hawks want to get off of Cam Reddish. I'm glad so far, but like I said, not shocked by the news and we'd be fools not to listen to it. And I know there were some people that I talked to off the air that had some overreactions from his playoff games. Don't get me wrong. When he came back from the playoffs, those games in the Buck series, he had some really good performances from huge performances as far as trying to help the Hawks try to extend the series. And it was great to see his confidence was up. He was knocking down shots at a high clip. He was efficient. His stroke looked good. That's the Cam Reddish that we want to see for 68-plus games next year. That's what we want to see. Consistency, that confidence. That is what's going to help you stay on this team. Now, there is going to be it's going to get it's getting crowded in the forward forward room right now. And back to Jalen Johnson. We added another forward, Jalen Johnson out of Duke. And I'm pulling up his measurables right now. I apologize. But yeah, 6'9 and a quarter with a seven-foot wingspan, 210 pounds, plays the, the three in the four. Um, that's what he played at, at Duke. And really good numbers. And I'm going because a lot of a lot of people – they do their, you know, averages per game last last year where they're evaluating players in a draft and they do per 36. I'm going to go off of the per 36 minutes. Per 36 minutes, Jalen Johnson averaged almost 19 points per game, 10 rebounds, almost four assists, two blocks, almost two steals. Turnovers are an issue. He had... 4.3 in per 36 minutes. He can get in foul trouble. 3.8 per 36 minutes as far as fouls. Free throw shooting was a struggle at times at Duke. 63% foul shooter. 44% from three, but not a lot of attempts. And he only played 13 games because Duke were Duke was in a shortened season. But the kid is athletic as all get out. He can defend. The best thing that he can do is block shots, get rebounds, steals. Um, like I said, high field goal percentage. He can get to the cup, has good size on him, good frame. Uh, he can finish around the rim with his athleticism. So really good field, field goal percentage. He can assist the ball pretty well. He's not a bad passer for his size. And there were some games last year at Duke where he had five assists in games. So he can move the ball around, 
with his size and with athleticism. He can shoot the three ball well. Like I said, not a huge sample size of three-point shots, but he can knock them down. Good rebounder, very efficient player. He offers defensive versatility with his size, ability to guard, I mean, at 6'9", with athleticism, he can guard the two through small ball five at times. And like I said, going into the draft coverage, I talked about backup point guard. And the one forward I did mention was someone who was a floor spacer in Trey Murphy the third, who went to the Pelicans, which I thought was a great pick for the Pelicans. But once he was gone and I saw that Jalen Johnson was falling to the Hawks, it was kind of a no-brainer that the Hawks needed to go get this guy. And I love the pick. I do love the pick at all. Because, yes, we have Cam Reddish, who's a forward. You have DeAndre Hunter. But the weakest position for the Hawks because of the injuries throughout the playoffs, whether it was obviously DeAndre Hunter being healthy at first and Cam Reddish being out, then DeAndre Hunter not being available. Cam Reddish comes back. The small forward position was a weak spot for the Hawks in a glaring area of concern as far as depth in the playoffs, especially no offense, Solomon Hill, great leader, great veteran presence on the team, but he wasn't equipped for some of the assignments that he had in the playoffs. And then Tony Snell was virtually non-existent, non-existent in the playoffs at all. So Tony Snell's going to be gone this year, $12 million off our books. Solomon Hill, Yet to be seen at this point if we're going to bring him back. So adding Jalen Johnson gives you another forward as far as depth. You're going to get someone who's athletic, can guard multiple positions. And for what I see for Jalen Johnson, I was talking off air with the homie, you know, David Bracey. Uh, shout out, David, if you're listening to this episode. I'm not saying he can stop these players. But when you look at Jalen Johnson, 6'9 and a quarter, 7-foot wingspan, his size and athleticism, he seems like the guy, okay, in spells, you can be a body that we throw at Giannis. You can be a body that can maybe contest a shot or maybe alter a shot or at least somehow try to affect a shot for Kevin Durant in the East. Jason Tatum. There are a lot of players, his frame and stature, who are really good scorers in this league and are going to be good scorers or the star players on teams in the Eastern Conference. And for a team like the Hawks, who are trying to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're going to need someone with size, ability to you know play defense, rebound the ball. You're going to need those, those people Energy guy. Jalen Johnson is a guy who plays with a high motor. You're going to need those guys in a seven-game series to help at times guard Giannis, guard Kevin Durant, all the other good forwards in the East. Tobias Harris, who you know pretty much was averaging 20 against the Hawks in that series. You can put on Tobias Harris. If Ben Simmons is... You know, does not get traded 
from the 76ers. You can put Jalen Johnson on Ben Simmons. He's that type of guy that you can put on those players. And on the flip side on offense, can knock down a three, can create for others, can get to the cup. Now, he, he needs to work on free throw shooting, as I said. He needs to work on his offensive rating, turnovers, fouls. Those things are maturity. And he's young. Like I said, he's 19 years old. He turns 20 in, on December 18th. His frame, his interchangeability on the defensive end, his athleticism, that is why we went and got him. He was one of the best available when he dropped down to 20. And there were some people in the draft who did favor in teams as well. Trey Murphy went before Jalen Johnson. Kispert went before Jalen Johnson. Kaminga, Wagner. I mean, those four forwards went before Jalen Johnson. But with Jalen Johnson, I mean, Kaminga's athletic as well. You know, Wagner with the shooting, Murphy with the shooting, Kispert with IQ and shooting. Jalen Johnson's athleticism, size, interchangeability on the defensive end, that's why the Hawks got him. And I think he's going to make a really big impact. If you have him coming off your bench, that can spell Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. You can put him at the four, at the three. Not a small ball five lineup. And that's one of the things that Travis Schlenk, you know, when when they interviewed him right after the draft today, that was one of the things that they were really, really excited about Jalen Johnson. Like they said, we don't see him playing the five. Like he's not he's not gonna play the five, but he has the ability to play inside. That is something that they really, really valued. And they said that they didn't they didn't even work out Jalen Johnson. They didn't work him out. He in the last player that they did not work out and brought on to the team, John Collins. I'm not saying Jalen Johnson's a, a John Collins replacement. But with Gallo, you know, with a couple years left on his contract, getting older, does Jalen Johnson, you know, slide into that Demo Gallinari role in the next few years after you know, he's aging and his contract is up. If John Collins, unfortunately, if he leaves this offseason, I'm not saying he can replace John Collins, but he has a lot of energy, athletic, wiry type guy who can defend multiple positions, can hit the three, but he can create for others and assist. I mean, who knows? Who truly knows? But... I'm really high on Jalen Johnson. I like what the Hawks did there. And the sky is the limit with this kid. He's going to be brought in to a good situation, a good coach in McMillan, who is all about defense. That's probably what drew, what drew them to Jalen Johnson, which is defensive interchangeability. So I'm, I like that pick. And in the second round at 48, we get the Powder Springs, Georgia native, Sharif Cooper, and both of these kids had issues, let's just say, that they had to deal with in college. One with Jalen Johnson with, you know, COVID and Duke cutting their season. Sharif Cooper with the suspension with the NCAA gets reinstated, plays 12 games at Auburn. And I talked about him on this program. 12 games in Auburn, average 20 and 8. 
He's 6'1", so a small guy, 190, but one of the better passers in the draft. He reminds me a lot of Isaiah Thomas is an interesting comp as far as for Cooper because of his stature and everything, his ability to create for others. Um, not a really great jump shooter, but Schlank did say in the workout here in Atlanta that Cooper did shoot a lot better than he did at Auburn this past season. So he's definitely worked on his shooting. And he's a guy that you can have off your bench correct for others. He could run the offense. I mean, I feel like he can learn a lot as far as vet. vet I mean, you have Trey Young in front of you. You have Lou Will, who's been in this league for a while, and learned to play make and could also score and could teach Sharif Cooper a thing a team. Nick McMillan was a guard a lot, a lot of years in this league. And obviously a head coach for a lot of years as well. He has a lot of experience. He's coming into a really good situation and spitting distance from his hometown. And a player like Sharif Cooper off the bench, I could just see him coming in, let Trey Young get some spell time, get some rest, grab some pine, drink some Gatorade, and let Sharif Cooper run your offense. Let Sharif Cooper create for others. I mean, if he's if he's knocking down shots, maybe he can hit a, a timely shot. Really learn how to run the second unit and be a pretty good point guard in this league. That's what I want to see. Now, Tariq Cooper needs to work on turnovers, efficiency. I think that's going to come with maturity. So both of these guys have a lot of potential. I like what they did. I mean, because I talked about in the draft, maybe drafting a point guard to you know, be the backup point guard. I like Jared Butler. I like Springer. Both were wildly available into the second round. But, I mean, highly unlikely that both of them were going to fall to 48 where the Hawks pick. And the fact that Sharif Cooper did was a huge shock to me. And it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer for the Hawks to take him at 48 in the second round. You know, he's from the area. He feels a need, backup point guard, and I think he would do a wonderful job. Like I said, he's going to be brought into a wonderful situation where he can learn from the existing guards on this roster. So I really like the draft for the Hawks. Like I said, Jalen Johnson is going to feel a need and a luxury. Like I said, we didn't have a full deck of cards as far as the forwards this year in the playoffs with DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish being healthy for the entire time. But you add Jalen Johnson to the fold. You still got Gallo. You figure out, obviously, what's going on with John Collins. And there are reports that, you know, a deal may, there may be a deal to be made. And I pray that there is because I would love for them to keep this team intact, run it back. And you have the luxury of a Jalen Johnson off your bench. Whew. I mean, truly the sky's the limit. You have Shreve Cooper who can be the backup point guard, and we know that he can score. He he can definitely score. That's one thing Sharif Cooper can do. And create for others, averaging, averaging nine assists at his freshman year at, at Auburn in 12 games. Like, yeah, anybody can have a great stretch of 12 games, but still, he showed flashes. He showed why he was a highly recruited prospect out of Powder Springs, Georgia. You get that kid here in Atlanta. And like I said, I think Atlanta did very well with the draft. And I think the best thing that they did do tonight, outside of 
picking the best available at their spots was not moving up. I think they should have definitely stayed where they were. Because even the players that I liked outside of Trey Murphy, the players that I like were past 20. So the best thing they did tonight was not make a trade to move up. They kept Cam Reddish. You add Jalen Johnson, small forward, power forward, guard multiple positions. I think he's going to be a good defender day one in the league. And he can already, 3 and D guy, 3 and D guy. I think he's going to make an impact early based on his athleticism and obviously learning behind, you know, the, the forwards in front of him. I, he's coming into a really good situation. And then you get Sharif Cooper. I think today was a win for the Atlanta Hawks. It's not going to be talked about on the national landscape that, wow, the Hawks had a really great draft. Not a lot of people are going to sing our praises. Come on. We talked about the Atlanta disrespect the last episode. You know we ain't going to get that credit. You know what it is, baby. But you know what? Let them praise all these other teams in the draft. Let them praise the moves, the trades that they made. And you know what? We in Atlanta, we need to be proud of the front office that we have because of how they drafted tonight. Like I said, I thought they were very, it was a very, very good draft for the Hawks. Not going to be talked about like last year's draft. Last year's draft, draft may be talked about with Okongu, Skylar Mays, and, and obviously signing Nathan Knight. Last year's draft was very underrated. Didn't get a lot of praise either. Okongu, we know the, the impact he made throughout, you know, towards the middle to the end of the season, obviously in the postseason. Sucks that he's going to be out for six months, but... And then Skyler May showed flashes, and Nathan Knight obviously showed flashes. Great draft last year. I think this has the potential to be a really good draft this year as well, maybe even better. I'm excited to get them in and see, obviously, what these young guys can do. So all in all, really good draft in my opinion. Just because we didn't take any of the guards I mentioned. And I mentioned Sharif Cooper, so we actually did take one of the guards that I mentioned. So I thought that was a good night. We got a guard, got someone who can potentially fill potential holes in the future, but be a good day one defender. And his athleticism, you can't teach. You can't teach that. And like I say, we keep Cam Reddish. I'm excited. I'm excited. We still have a short but long offseason ahead of us. We still got August coming, which is going to be free agency, which restricted free agent John Collins. That's going to be a story here on this program and within the Atlanta area and across the NBA landscape as John Collins is probably the top power forward prospect in a free agent class for this summer. So that's going to be talked about. And then once we get through this, training camp is going to be right around the corner. Right now, like I said on the programs previous, it's about getting healthy. We we have the draft. Like I said, we, we already know how I feel about it. We're going to keep moving forward, and we're going to keep moving forward here on this program. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it with NBA fans, Atlanta sports fans, Hawks fans, basketball fans. It doesn't matter. Whoever has ears who want to hear the voice of your wifey, favorite podcast host favorite put them on to my show follow us on twitter at hoop ball hawks on twitter that's at 
Hoop Ball Hawks. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. Great night. Great draft. I'm excited for this window that the Hawks coming up. And I'm excited for the next few weeks with the John Collins soap opera about to commence. So um, it's going to be some tight times, some tough times. But you know what? It's the NBA offseason. Never a dull moment. Always with the dramatics. And we're going to be here following here on Hoop All Hawks. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.